Yo, what's happening, everybody? My name is Anthony Carenti, and thank you, as always, for checking out another episode of the Dynasty Drive. Going to keep the introduction very, very short today, joined by my good friend Joey Seagraves again to recap all of week two of the NFL. So we're going to hop right into about an hour-long conversation uh, right after this. But really quick, appreciate all the support. I appreciate all the new followers on Twitter. Keep the interaction going there. Uh, if you haven't already, follow the show on Twitter, at Dynasty Drive on Instagram at the Dynasty Drive, like the show on Facebook. Uh, let's keep some some good dialogue going. Send over any start sit questions, buy sell questions. We'll answer them there or answer them on the podcast. But aside from that, I'm gonna hop into this conversation with Joey, recapping all of week two of the NFL season in the year 2020. All right, joined again by Joey Seagraves. Joey, thanks for coming on with me again to recap week two of the NFL. Thanks for having me. Week two. The injury week. <laughs> Hopefully this isn't a theme. I feel I feel bad I'm on after injury week. <laughs> Everybody's hurt. Everybody's teams are trashed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I was just saying to you, I didn't recap the Thursday night game. So we're going to start there with uh, Browns-Bengals. And I want to start on the Browns side of things because uh, Browns won the game. And um uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on in the Browns. Baker Mayfield looked a little back, like he wasn't terrible, uh, but the running game is so interesting to me in Cleveland right now. Like, it's going to be crazy to me. Nick Chubb looked like a grown man, 22 carries for a, almost a buck 25 and two touchdowns on the ground. But then Kareem Hunt gets 10 carries, 86 yards, almost all in the fourth quarter. Like, if they just let Nick Chubb abuse guys for three quarters, and then have Kareem Hunt come in fresh just to be – reminds me so much of that Tennessee backfield with Lendell White and Chris Johnson. Like, mm-hmm. just let one guy pound the hell out of somebody for three quarters, and then it's like, oh, but by the way, remember Kareem Hunt? <laughs> <laughs> they they looked pretty impressive. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, it was interesting. It looked like – it looked like basically all Chubb early with Hunt in on some third downs. And then I think Hunt's kind of the closer. Yeah, it's interesting. Fresh, like it's almost like a, you know, I don't want to say it's not a rotation because it, it is Chubb's job. Yeah. But it almost looks like kind of like I know a lot of teams do it with their D linemen and stuff to keep guys fresh where they rotate. I mean, it almost kind of looks like in, in, a, in an odd way that's what they're doing. And I think if they have the, if they have the lead, especially, it's going to work out for both of them. Because if they have the lead, it means Chubb had a good game. Yeah. And then if Hunt's in, they're closing it out. And then, you know, especially passing downs, even if they're trailing, Hunt's, you know, going to be really uh, useful there. Yeah, I think Stefanski wants to run the ball so much that they're both. And honestly, it's probably good for Baker as well. It's probably good for the whole offense. Um, cause I, I, there's just so much to go around that if they do it, the crazy thing to me is Hunt has been very productive through two weeks and not on the back of like a ton of passing work. Like everybody expected, like I expected it to be, you know, him getting six, seven, eight targets a game, almost acting like a third wide receiver and, you know, providing value that way. But if he's going to chip in, you know, he had the, the receiving touchdown uh, only at two catches for 15 yards. But if he's going to, you know, be that involved in the running game, they're both super valuable to me. Uh, when I put out my rankings at the beginning of September, I had, uh, you know, Chubb as a, a back-end RB1, like a top-12 back, and Kareem Hunt not that far off uh, at the 18th-ranked running back, and it might even be closer than that. Like, I really, really like both of them long-term in that offense. 
Yeah, I, I agree. They it looks pretty good. It kind of it's an exciting offense. I mean, it looks like Odell Beckham. You know, if Baker's back, he could be back. I I think they just need to just feed him and just give him targets. Yeah, I'm still so in on Odell. Like, Me too. I refuse to believe like there was some honestly just straight up Odell slander, and not from like the weird you know, news about Odell, the number two news, but, um, which I really don't believe at all. I don't believe it either, but you know, that there was the touchdown that he caught in that game. That is like vintage Odell Beckham. The move he put on that route where he looked like he was just running a straight up go route. And then just that little bit of hesitation faked out the corner. It was an absolute thing of beauty. And I was like, ah, this guy is still so good. I yeah. I can't I can't think that he's not good anymore. So I hope that Baker can keep him involved. But aside from that, the passing game really wasn't anything too interesting. It was pretty much all the running backs. Odell Jarvis had a couple catches, but nothing too crazy. On the Bengals side of things, um, they like Joe Burrow threw the ball sixty-one times. It's <laughs> like they're not keeping the training wheels on at all. Um, but more, I don't know if I want to say concerning. Joe Mixon, uh, 16 carries for 46 yards, 2.9 a carry. Not great, but um, I'm not really hitting the panic button yet. The offensive line is working through some stuff. They're not good, but I'm still really, really in on Mixon and Dynasty because uh, I think that they'll continue to invest in the offensive line. Do you have concerns about him long-term there, or you think he's going to be all right? I'm, and this is one of my breakouts. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm – Slightly panicking. Yeah. Because he's just, you know, especially after you gave him the contract, so you mm-hmm. paid him. Just just give him three down work and just see what happens. I mean, I was actually kind of impressed. It was kind of nice to see early when he was catching some passes. Yeah. And then, really good. I mean, I know they like Gio, but can we just I don't need an, I don't need Gio Bernard to get seven targets in any more games this year. Yeah, can we just stop? Can we just you paid mixing the money, make him the guy, give him you know, give him three down work. It's just it, my whole thinking going into it was he was going to catch fifty plus balls. He's not in on third downs basically at all, so I don't think that's going to happen unless they come around and, uh, like I said, start giving him um, giving him that percentage. You know, first, second, third down. Yeah, I did like. Of course, he's going to get the goal line carry and stuff. He just, you know, that's a little touchdowns can just be a little unlucky. I do like the volume he's getting, but yeah, I, I just think without those without those catches, um, get make being one of those top tier backs like I thought, I'm not so sure. Um, but n- not by any means, you know, super pan- in dynasty. Absolutely, hang on to him. I might buy low if I can. It's not a terrible idea if somebody's rushing. Yeah. You know really concerned about him because I think it'll get figured out eventually. So if somebody, if the guy who's rostering him is panicking, I might try and get him. Yeah. Somebody exactly. They could very well be panicking, which is why I might try to uh, buy, by no means don't, I wouldn't sell them because you're just not going to get the value, but yeah. buy low. It's a, it's a, it's a good, I just hope they figure it out. I hope they decide to like, let's just, this is my, our man. We paid him. Let's just give him the rock. Agreed. The uh, the rest the passing work it's tough to really say because I don't know how many times Burrow's going to throw the ball sixty one times in a game this year. Um, AJ Green had thirteen targets and did nothing with them. I know that he was overthrown on some of them, but he doesn't look like the same AJ Green to me. 
I know that some of those balls were not catchable, but prime AJ Green caught some stuff that was uncatchable. And so I don't think he's like dead in the water, you know, a useless player, but just doesn't quite look like the same guy. Um, Tyler Boyd seems to have some chemistry with Burrow, eight targets, seven catches, 72 yards. He had the touchdown. The guy I honestly might be most interested in right now and trying to acquire if I don't have him already is Drew Sample, the tight end. Um, he seems like the guy at tight end now. He had seven catches for 45 yards after he uh, came in after the injury in the game. Burrow seems to like the tight end like a, uh, as a check down option. Uh, he's somebody that I think the Bengals have shown no signs of, you know, telling Burrow he's only throwing the ball 20 to 30 times a game. So if he's going to be able to throw the ball 30, 40 times a game, um, I'd be interested, especially if it looks like he has that affinity for the tight end. I agree. I really like Sample. And I think uh, with Burrow, too, the game script, it's going to probably be a lot of this coming from behind, throwing a lot. And that's another slight reason mixed in them. Like I said, a little bit panicky, but I think that's going to help Sam. It looks like Burrow loves the tight end right now. And I kind of don't mind it. I know it's not the same A.J. Green, but if if I have a wide receiver, if he's going to get 13 targets, I know that was a lot because Burrow threw 60-plus times, but I'm still kind of holding out hope there on on Green. Definitely doesn't look like the same guy. Yeah, but, the target numbers are huge, though. Like, but I, I love the targets, yeah. All right, we're going to get through this brief. This is like going to be like a weekly segment now where it's the Jets are bad and we don't say anything good about any of their players. Um, <laughs> San Francisco Jets, there's literally not a positive thing to say about any Jets player, I don't think. Um, Sam Darnold is doing his best to stay afloat on just a truly putrid offense coached by somebody who hasn't done anything of note since Peyton Manning was the best thing. Adam Gase has ever done in his coaching career is call plays that Peyton Manning checked out of at the line. Like that's, <laughs> that's where we're at. Um, the one thing that I would, will say about the jets, the passing game is just horrendous right now. I'm not interested. I still like Chris Herndon as a potential breakout, but they're having him block on an obscene amount of uh, snaps right now. Uh, Frank Gore getting 21 carries is dumb. I, I don't need it. Um, it's such an Adam Gase thing. It feels like they hit, even when Le'Veon Bell comes back, um, they probably won't hand him the ball. But I would like to see LaMichael Pirine a little more involved. He only had three carries, 17 yards. He looked like he had some juice. Um, he's a guy that I think you and I have said before. He, I think he's going to have the opportunity to be involved in a, a big way next year when, in all likelihood, Bell's not on the roster anymore. Uh, I would like to see them get Pirine more involved to see what they have. I don't need to see Kalen Balaj. No, thank you. Um, and that's the Jets. Yeah, everything's bad. And on the I, 49ers, everyone's hurt. <laughs> I completely agree. I was going to say that um, as well, that I think uh, Piron, I would definitely keep an eye on him because I think at some point, you know, it's early, so it's only been two games, of course, so they're not going to – don't want to completely, like, say to our fans, okay, this is it. But at some point, they're just going to, all right, let's see what we have. And there's a lot of time those could be like league winning guys, you know, if he's just going to, we're just going to give him the rock and let him go. And now this might be later in the season, but you know, if you started off two and oh, and you want to stash him or something or try to acquire him, if you know, I think that could really pay off in the end. And uh, I, I did like what I saw, um, 
you know, with all the injuries, if you're really scrambling, um, it was nice. It was nice to see Chris Hogan out there. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, it, it, just, it, it doesn't to, feel good. It doesn't I'm finding feel good. something, but you know, it's you know, hopefully, Sam's got a foot of somebody. Yeah, hopefully Crowder's at least back soon. Yeah, um, and I think I think he will be. The 49ers, uh, Garoppolo has the high ankle sprain. He's probably out for a little bit, but I'll, you're probably not. Nobody's really playing Garoppolo too many places outside of Superflex. Uh, Raheem Mostert looked explosive on that huge 80 yard uh, toss play, first play of the game, but. Uh, he's going to be out for a little bit. Jarek McKinnon converts on third and 31 because he's playing the Jets. Uh, three carries for 77 yards. Tevin Coleman probably going to miss some time. Uh, McKinnon's interesting to me in the short term. The rest of the passing weapons, um, I don't know. I mean, Jordan Reed was good. I don't know um, you know, how long, he, if he stays that involved once Kittle's back. Um, of course, Debo's out right now. Brandon Ayuk was really, really limited. Three targets, two catches uh, for 21 yards. I think we'll see that come up over the next few weeks. But uh, Ayuk's still somebody that I'm pretty high on long-term. But other than that, there's not too much. It's kind of status quo for me right now with the 49ers amidst all the injuries. Yeah, it's really tough to judge them now after all those injuries. And even, even with... Um... You know, you have McKinnon and who I, I do is very interested in me. I find it hard to believe with all he's been through, he's going to get a big workload. Yeah. But I'm, I I guess we'll see. They're just, yeah, it's just a tough team to judge right now. Mostert looks great. So hopefully he's back. A guy that I really wasn't super high on coming in, but he looks phenomenal. It seems like I believe I keep seeing a stat where, um, you know, he had one of the, the fastest plays recorded. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Last year, Brita had that, so it's like um, it's like it's always these 49ers fast, yeah. fastest plays. So that I thought that was pretty cool. I kind of do like Reed. I mean, you know, the Kittle thing is we'll see what happens this week, but I do. Um, I, I, I think I, that, I, like I, part I of me thinks he could him. stay involved. Yeah, especially with the receiver situation, them trying to still. It seems like they're kind of. Yeah, stay afloat just till Debo's back. You know, it's it's just somebody steal the job is what they basically need. Yeah. Um, moving on to Giants Bears, Saquon's obviously the big headliner. Hate to see it. Um, he's a phenomenal player. Um, he was, you know, pretty much a consensus or the consensus RB two in almost any format behind McCaffrey, who also was hurt this week. Um, I think Barkley. His value for me doesn't change too much long term. I've seen some people like in dynasty leagues, um, like full blown tilt after this injury and like panic sell Saquon and get like nothing or like way too little in return for Saquon Barkley. It's not great that he tore his ACL by any means, but I don't think that's quite the blow that it used to be for players. Um, Saquon, by all accounts, is a physical marvel, like an absolute freak show. I think he will attack the rehab with ferocity and continue to be an elite player afterwards. Do you have any long-term concerns about Saquon Barkley, or do you think he'll still be you know, the Saquon Barkley we expect when he comes back next year? Yeah, absolutely no worries. He's he's a stud. I mean, he, he's fine. And anybody – I, I kind of saw that too, some – People just selling off, and I'll tell you what: if your chances are the person that had Barkley is is a pretty good team in your dynasty league, and if you know if you're a team that maybe started zero and two, or you know you could even let this season play out and see 
maybe maybe send an offer for Barkley for that person if they uh you know if they lost Barkley but they're still looking for the playoffs and they want to uh they want to make a move and maybe win this year and I'd have no problem you know still paying a good amount for Barkley. I yeah, I agree. That was like crazy you know those crazy situations but it would have to be a situation where I know okay this year you know in dynasty you kind of know your team and you know what what each year brings and if you're you know it's a little early now but if you're kind of building for the future yeah you know, that's the only chance you'll ever get to get them yeah i agree i mean if these opportunities don't come along and uh, it might be like you said the one time that you do have uh, a chance to trade for saquon below normal market value um yeah some of the stuff that i saw out there it was just I think people just in full blown tilt, like I got to move this guy off my roster and I don't yeah. know why in dynasty, but, um, Devonta Freeman uh, news came out just before we started recording this. that it looks like he's signing a one year, I think $3 million deal with the giants. I'm not interested. I mean, if you have him, he's probably stashed on somebody's roster in your dynasty league somewhere already. It's gonna be fine. I mean, I like Devonta Freeman less than Saquon as a player at this point in their careers, obviously. And the line is a little bit messy in New York. Uh, so I'm not super interested in Devonta Freeman. The uh, passing weapons, uh, a little up and down for the Giants this week. Evan Ingram got a little bit more involved. He had the eight targets, 65 yards. Uh, the rest was pretty much spread around. Golden Tate, five for 47. Slayton, three for 33. Slayton is still the guy to me here. I think that he is really going to continue to kind of round out into a really, really nice weapon. And it feels like he's still kind of underrated just in almost any circle. Like it feels like, he just doesn't quite get talked about enough. Uh, but I know this was a down week for him, but I think he's going to kind of bounce back and uh, continue to grow as a player. Yeah, I agree. Slay- I wanted I wanted Slayton in all my leagues, and I have no Slayton. Yeah, I don't think I, I have him anywhere either. Yeah, I think I, – I really like – and he's just, he's got a good connection with Jones. They have a good thing going on. I really like him. I think you, if you have him in Dynasty, hang on. You, you could be looking at a future, you know – top wide receiver there. Yeah. I love him just long-term. I think he's, we're only seeing the beginning for sure. Yeah. And Freeman real quick. I was at first, I was kind of interested. I was like, well, you know what? If you're a good team, if you're maybe like two and oh, Freeman's not going to do anything this week, maybe not even next week, but maybe you hang on to him as he gets acclimated in the offense and stuff. But then the more I think about it, they weren't even really running the ball with Barkley. So yeah, I know <laughs> that team's in trouble and that line's in trouble. So it's, and it's going to be, you know, probably all Deion Lewis on third downs. And yeah, I think I would just like, like I said, chances are he stashed somewhere, you know, if he's not, you know, put a, you know, put oh, it's a definitely in. worth some fab money. If he's not stashed yeah, somewhere, absolutely. I'd, if he's you know, not on a roster in your dynasty league, I would, and I needed a running back, I'd spend probably pretty uncomfortably. Like, it, yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't feel good, but I'd probably spend, you know, I don't know. Uh, like, it depends how, you know, desperate you are for running backs, but, you know, 20 to 30% of my fab budget if I needed a running back really, really bad. Yeah. Maybe more than that if it's like desperate and I just lost Saquon and, and didn't have much behind them. Um, yeah, exactly. For the Bears, um, you know, fresh off his. Big extension, not Allen Robinson. I'm talking about Tariq Cohen, of course. He had five carries for 12 yards. <laughs> but good for the brand is David Montgomery averaging 5.1 yards per carry. 
So that's to all the haters that thought David Montgomery was dead. I'm still in, baby. David Montgomery, 16 carries for 82 yards, uh, 5.1 a carry. Um, not down week for Allen Robinson. He had the targets, of course, nine catches, uh, three for three, or I'm sorry, not nine targets, three catches for 33 yards. Uh, not much going on in the passing game here. I mean, Trubisky only threw it for 190, so you're not going to have too many big, um, you know, blow up kind of pass performances. But David Montgomery did have three catches for 45 yards and a touchdown as well. So David Montgomery, uh, I'm still in. He's somebody that I think is going to see his value increase. I had him ranked as a back-end RB2, and if this usage continues, he's going to continue to creep back up in my rankings. Yeah, love the uh, 5.1 yards of carry there for Montgomery. I think uh, I think you might have got this one with the breakout, right? He's looking He's looking not only – He looks he like looking Iowa better, State, David Montgomery. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not not whoever that imposter was last year. Yeah, good point. <laughs> but he, more importantly, he looks like the guy. Like he's they're giving yeah. him, and you just want volume at this point. And this is, I think, this is an interesting week for the Bears because Atlanta. We could be looking at a little bit of a shootout. So I think this is kind of the like, all right, Tariq Cohen. You know, let's see if it's going to be any game. You know, it should be this game. So yeah, I agreed. I, to get on track so I, I think this is a big week wouldn't worry too much yet about your you know your bears but after this week you know kind of take it from there uh anthony miller was a little disappointing yeah i saw <laughs> an, uh, an interesting stat that it's like if he's if there's multiple tight ends on the field or something, uh, he's just not involved. Like he's only involved, like playing out of the slot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's somebody that I still like his upside a lot, but I would like to see him get a little bit more involved. Uh, speaking of the Falcons, who you had brought up a minute ago, boy, that loss hurts. That onside kick. Oh my God. That was just what? Yeah, <laughs> you don't even have words for it. I, uh, I, I'm in no position to throw stones as a fan of multiple terrible franchises across multiple sports. But if you are like the you know blue twenty eight three lead team in the Super Bowl, and then you blow this game also, that is, ugh, that's tough. Not looking good for Dan Quinn. <laughs> oh, no, I can't believe he's even still there. Honestly, I can't, I, I can't believe he survived believe- last year. Yeah, it's like that. That's just—it's unbelievable. And I'm trying to contemplate in my head exactly what they're thinking because, you know, they, they just didn't know. They, they didn't know the rules and the, you know, the, like it was just so gr- so weird, so gross, so just yeah, ugh. so wild. It really was. But um, in positives, though, Calvin Ridley was your breakout guy, right? My breakout, yes. Yeah, so oh, far, he looks so good. good, man. This, yeah, I really. I don't really like what I see. I don't think Julio is washed by any means. Like this is not a, that take, but this feels like a little bit like the beginning of like when Julio came in and like started becoming like the heir apparent to Roddy White. This is starting to feel like that changing of the guard where Julio's still a dominant receiver, but Calvin Ridley is like, "Hey, bub, I'm gonna hang seven for one oh nine and two on these clowns too." <laughs> exactly. That's it. That's exactly what, and yeah, by no means is Julio, you know, he's just, he, he, you know, he's just Julio, he's just not going to catch touchdowns, you know. <laughs> I think uh, he dropped that him. one, it hit him, oh my yeah. gosh, I thought he was, I was like, oh my god, we're getting along, Julio touchdown. And then, no, the gods, the old and the new, they won't give us Julio touchdowns. I don't know why, but it's cruel. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I would actually hope I have a lot of shares of Falcons just in general, and I'm just. Oh, me too. I love that offense. Really, yeah, because even if they're even if they're, I love it even more if they're losing. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of what you want. Like you know, it's it, and that might kind of be what they're looking at. I I kind of want them to still be good. Yeah, because I was hoping they'd win that. Just so you know, we still get. You know, not that it won't be competitive, but they're still, you know, running out. You know, they're, you know, you don't get like Julio with his, you know, an ankle or something that he's going to, you know, sit down a week. But the, not that I think that'll happen, but I just, a lot of shares of that offense. The one other interesting note that I had on the Falcons was that the usage stayed fairly similar for what, you know, Russell Gage was and Hayden Hurst. Um, Jones was the one down in targets and, um, you know, Ridley had the 10 targets. Hurst had the eight targets. Russell Gage, another nine targets, six for 46 and a touchdown. Hurst had the big play. He was five for 72 and a touchdown. I love this passing offense. There's just so many pieces to be excited about. Gurley, really got, Gurley got a ton of work, uh, 21 carries, not very efficient, only 2.9 a carry. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, it's a very, very exciting offense long term, that's for sure. Yeah, a lot of fun. Matt Ryan looks great. I still, I still think Gurley will be okay. Like we've said before, at least the volume is there. The Cowboys um, on the other side of it, Dak, a monster, monster performance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, four hundred fifty yards passing and one passing touchdown, three touchdowns on the ground. Um, CD Lamb looking like a, a grown man. Six for one hundred six, nine targets. Uh, Cooper six for a hundred on nine targets. Um, Michael Gallup not as involved. Only two catches for fifty eight yards. He did have five targets. It, do you still think Michael Gallup stays involved, or you know, involvement continues to grow in this offense, or somebody that you think you know a change of scenery inevitably at some point is probably the best bet for him? I really, I really think he will stay involved and be productive. I also do think, though, the change of scenery could be could be interesting just because there's a lot of mouths to feed. I'd like it better if Dalton Schultz didn't just come out of nowhere. And <laughs> I know. He had like 10 targets. Throw. Yeah. he's So, I mean, if he's going to take that – because I was kind of high on Jarwin. So, if he's going to step in there, uh, I still think the targets are there to go around. It was a, definitely a, a wild game. Uh, one thing I'll say too about uh, not that by any means I would be worried about Zeke, but I just uh, it's almost just annoying. Prescott is now doing like when, when you used to own a Panthers running back, but like really Cam was the goal line running back. Oh yeah, I, I think that's where we're getting now with Prescott, where he's just kind of the goal line running back a lot of the time. So yeah, it is. It is interesting. Annoying. Yeah. But by no means Zeke will be fine. But you know, maybe because of that, he loses a couple touchdowns here and there. But uh, Lions, Packers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers' revenge tour continues. He, you know, completed sixty percent of his passes, another two forty and two touchdowns. But Aaron Jones, grown man stuff, one hundred and sixty-eight yards on the ground, two TDs. He's up. Another four catches for 68 yards and a touchdown. I love Aaron Jones. When they're committed to having him involved, he is such a fun player to watch. I hope for his sake he gets paid like every other running back seemingly got paid this offseason and can stay in Green Bay. But if not, I think he's going to find some money out on the open market as well because this is a guy. Aaron Jones is the second best receiver on the Packers. Like that's where we're at. I think like I like Alan Lazard. 
Valdez Scantling can have some big plays, but Aaron Jones is the second best pass catcher on this team, in my opinion. Yeah, 9.3 yards a carry. <laughs> just unbelievable. Oh, such a big play. Like, he's just a constant big play. 168 yards on 18 carries is a bonkers <laughs> stat line. And I got to give it up to people who, you know, he seemed like the odd guy out and like what not really dropped in the leagues, but, you know, wasn't considered one of those top backs and people trying to sell them. And that was me. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're right. That's me. I was like, oh, yeah. Touchdown regressions coming. Boom. Hangs another three touchdowns yeah. on the Lions just like that. Everyone was worried about AJ Dillon and his quads. And if you hung on. <laughs> If you hung on to Aaron Jones, I'm telling you, 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 you lucked out. And even if it's not with the Packers, the guy is just good. He can do everything. Yeah, He should never be come off the field. One of those all around backs, um, you know, somebody like, you know, out there, a lot of people, I think you, if you got them, you got to steal. And if you didn't sell them too, you got to steal. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm ashamed, but I agree. Uh, yeah. The lions. Uh, I hate this running back field, like running back by committee thing they have going on. Like, oh, I know. Seven carries for Adrian Peterson, eight carries for Carry On Johnson, five carries for DeAndre Swift. I wish I could just see DeAndre Swift be the guy there. It doesn't seem like that's going to happen at all this year. But I am also interested to see, like, what does this offense continue to look like or turn into once Kenny Galladay is back? Um, Marvin Jones Jr., we know what he is. And, Swift did have 60 yards receiving, which is nice to see. Uh, but most, the biggest note I made uh, in the passing game is TJ Hawkinson is starting to kind of look like, you know, what we hoped when he was, you know, a top 10 draft pick or an early draft pick um, last year when he came out. Um, another four catches for 62 yards. He looks like a very, very good, promising young tight end. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Galladay because I'm really interested to see. I like Hawkinson a lot, and I want to see when Galladay's back if this keeps up. And I don't see why not. I, I think that we might be looking at a breakout here. And I really like I, – I just wish they would give the job to Swift. But I, I, I'm – and I kind of felt like, you know, this might not be a great team this year, and it could be another situation where we're saying where um, – with the Jets, we're down the road, you know, like, okay, let's just give Swift the rock here and let's, he's going to be the guy and let's see what we got. But I think also Patricia is coaching for his life and he's just going to do his Adrian Peterson thing. I 100% agree. The whole backfield just, it's disgusting. You know, it's a shame. Me, I'm ashamed. You know, if you're, you know, I'll tell you, not that in a, I doubt in a dynasty, everybody's in cell mode on Swift, but if you, if you can take a shot, and try to acquire and just, you know, maybe the, the owner doesn't realize Patricia just is, you know, not the best coach. One of the three worst coaches in football, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's in that Adam Gase, Dan Quinn tier. Like, you're, you're <laughs> down here, bud. You're in the mud. That's where you're yeah. at. Real quick, before we move on to the next game, Kenny Galladay, I think, um, as of right now, um, I'm not concerned about the injury long-term or anything, but I have him ranked as a top eight wide receiver in dynasty you think too high crazy or you like kenny galladay that much i love him i love him i i've i don't unfortunately have any shares but uh i keep trying but it never happens (laughs) yeah it's tough and even and people know now you're not gonna you know they don't want to sell too low but uh 
no, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I think he's an absolute stud. And um, yeah, again, if you, if you can get him, get him, you know, hang on to him, but he, he's just a beast and it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see because even with him back, I think him and Hawkinson, you know, Marvin Jones will do his thing and stuff, but some of these other guys, you know, Damian, Danny Amendola will go away and stuff like that. And yeah, hopefully it's like the Hawkinson and, and Galladay show. And I, I like what we're seeing now, the backfield from Swift too, with the catches. Moving on to uh, Jags Titans. The Titans, I want to start with uh, Corey Davis might be a thing, man. He, I posted a Twitter poll before this game, and the stat line wasn't quite there, but I said if Corey Davis puts up a stat line of five catches, 65 yards, and a touchdown against the Jags, will you be back in or still need to see more? And so for reference, he ended up five targets, three catches, 36 yards. He did have the touchdown, so uh, fell a little short both in catches and yards, but had the touchdown. The poll results on 142 votes, 50-50. Half the people I'm in, half the people I need to see more. And if that doesn't perfectly sum up the Corey Davis experience, I just don't know what does. But I think I'm back. I think I'm back in. <laughs> I, I, I am too. Yeah, and I'm kind of like – I'm. You know, it's weird, but I'm like happy for him. Me too, just, man. It was a top five yeah, pick. I know, and like, you know, I just, I, I think, I think I'm all in. And you know, I'll tell you, it's, I don't want to, I, I don't want to use the bus word because you know he's hurt AJ Brown. But I'm really, I'm really kind of hoping game one too. He was playing hurt because I don't know, he just didn't look right. And yeah. Like I said, it's early, and I don't like using the bust word with with hurt guys. But it'll be interesting to see, you know, if they if they're careful with him, and even when he does come back, how he looks. But uh, I'm loving. If you've hung on to Corey Davis out there in Dynasty, congrats! Like I'm I so happy. I Corey played Davis. him in a Dynasty league this week. I started him. Um, it felt so. He was started. You yeah, played him. I started him in a Dynasty league. And I've been holding him for years, and was like, Today, "Today's your day, Corey Davis. We're trotting you back out there." And uh, I hope, and I, I lost, but that's besides the point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I put him in the flex. In no, the starting pattern. receiver. He was not even in the flex. He was... Oh, I love it. It was disgusting, <laughs> but it's a full blown rebuild roster where I've just been like, no. Corey Davis, I'm not quitting you yet. He's this year's Devontae Parker, man. He's coming yeah, watch back. out. Watch out. Um, the rest of, obviously, no A.J. Brown. Johnny Smith, uh, explosive. He could be this year's Waller. Oh, he man, really he looks good. Yeah, he, he really does. does. And that's another one I was I was very interested in going in and just – you know, didn't didn't have him in dynasty, and then in, in in drafts, just the way my drafts fell, he just didn't. Other tight ends fell to me sooner, and but I'll tell you, yeah, I'll tell you what, he looks like the real deal. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. He looks so explosive. And it's fast. There's a couple times where he when he catches the ball and runs. I thought it was Corey Davis. Yeah, he uh, is very very fast for a man that size. Like yeah. Derrick Henry obviously still locked into his massive workload, uh, same as it ever was there. But the Jags, um, I might need to start apologizing to Gardner Minshew because I when I put my rankings out last month, I had Gardner Minshew ranked 31 in Dynasty oh. rankings. I was so down on the prospect of Gardner Minshew. 
I thought he was, frankly, a little bit of a mirage, kind of fraudulent from last year. And just thought this team would be um, bad enough that they would be in position to draft a quarterback, which could still ultimately end up being the case. But he threw for 339 yards, three touchdowns, a couple picks, uh, but a really good day for him, all things considered. Um, the receiving Chark is still the guy here, but Keelan Cole is getting a little bit involved. He had seven targets again, had the touchdown, six catches for almost 60 yards. Um, but the running game is also interesting to me here because James Robinson um, really kind of looking like their guy. 16 carries, 102 and a touchdown for the undrafted free agent. But really what I love about the running game right now is that they are continuing to keep LaVisca Chenault Jr. involved as almost like the de facto second running back and just kind of manufacturing touches for him. I am rising on Chenault. Um, if you drafted him you know, late round two in rookie drafts, I think you got a crazy value because I think it's only going up from here. Yeah, Chenault is really interesting the way they're using him. I haven't seen a, anything really like it to this point. Um, it, it's pretty cool. Like I said, yeah, what what value? If anybody knew this kind of workload in the in the run game and the receiving game, he would get going in. He would he would have been way up there. And I think as the year goes on, it, it's only going to get better for him. And I, and I wouldn't. And Chark will be fine. Chark will do his thing. He's fine. I, I Keelan Cole, it's funny because I was on the Keelan Cole bandwagon about a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, and he just disappointed. But you can't argue, you know, that the targets are there. And I, I got to say, I am all in on the Minshew train. I, I was I don't think anybody was was high on him. And that's why I don't I think your, your rankings were fine. But I, I, I believe, you know, he just passes the eye test because of the mustache. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's my last Minshew joke. Minshew mania is running wild on me now too. I apologize to Gardner Minshew. Yeah, he will move flirting. up in my rankings at, for October. I am flirting with the idea in our dynasty of starting him over Rogers this week. I don't hate it. I don't yeah, hate so it. it. It's, it's, it's getting very interesting, but I, I like they're, they're a fun team and another team that's going to po- probably be playing from behind a lot of times. And they're going to, they're going to sling it and, they're just going to Robinson's going to get the volume either way. So uh, Vikings Colts, there's not a lot to say. I, we're not even going to spend too much time on the Vikings. It was a throw up vomit game from Kirk cousins. Uh, Dalvin cook had the touchdown uh, 63 yards rushing. There's no passing noteworthy things to talk about when your quarterback completes 11 passes for hundred yards or 113 yards and three picks. Um, that was the Vikings day. It was gross. Um, the Colts, however, some good, some bad. Um, Jonathan Taylor, looking good, looking strong out there. 26 carries for 101 and a touchdown. Nice big carry workload. Love it. Um, but the the bad, the upsetting, the sad, the no good, horrible news is that Paris Campbell season is at least paused or put on hold as he gets hurt again. Luckily, no torn ACL. Uh, I've seen some conflicting stuff of people saying he's, you know, at least out the three weeks now that he's on IR. Uh, some people saying it's unlikely he comes back this year. Really a bummer. He looked really good week one, and uh, I think he was really, really going to be a big fit moving forward for what Rivers likes to do at quarterback. Uh, so kind of just super bummed out to see him get hurt. Yeah, really, was such a good player, and you never, you just never. I mean, the whole week, the whole weekend with injuries, but you just don't want to see it. It's really a bummer, this kind of stuff, especially to a 
you know, a, t- a, t- a good team and stuff like that, that you, you know, hoping for high upside and a good offense, but th- that was a real bummer. I'm glad you um, mentioned quickly not to spend too much time on the Vikings, but cousins, I just had this thought. I just can't believe what Kirk cousins makes a year. And then what Cam Newton makes. It's insane. <laughs> you it's insane. Gave up on cousins this year. If they just signed cam, like what that team would look like. <laughs> cam and Dalvin cook would be fun. Oh, that it would just be yeah, that would be a blast. It just <laughs> it, it just blows my man. Yeah, I'm just it, the Vikings are they're in a know, weird like, place. They really are. It, they really are. They're really in a strange place. Down zero and two, and I've seen I've seen a lot of uh, like Vikings fans on Twitter start to you know the Trevor Lawrence chatter starts up, which is like every zero and two team right now. I've seen yeah. a million Trevor Lawrence Jets photoshops already, um, but yeah, it's they're in an interesting spot for sure. They um, really are. Yeah, luckily most people only on the Vikings have Cook or Thielen for the most part. I mean, yeah, you know Jefferson long term will be fine because I don't think Cousins will be there much longer. So yeah, Jefferson's looked good in his opportunities. I mean, he had I think yeah. it was three targets, uh, but caught all three, forty four yards. Um, I'm still really excited about Jefferson. Um, to your point, not a not a bad guy to go look and see if you could target and get him, you know, cheaper than what he was in rookie draft season right now, based on the the current play at quarterback. Absolutely, yeah. The uh, the Bills Dolphins game. I have more apologies. I need to hand out like I did to Gardner Minshew. I was so so. I don't even know if down is the word, but like way down, like in the basement, in the cellar, on Stephon Diggs in this offense, like called him a bust. Didn't want anything to do with him. Had him ranked at my 30th ranked wide receiver in September. 29 wide receivers that I would have rather owned in Dynasty than Stephon Diggs. But he has looked like um, he's been playing like a man possessed. To that point, though, I also did not expect Josh Allen to look this good in like actual real-life football terms. Uh, in fantasy, I thought he'd be productive. But he looks like he's clearly taken the next step. Stephon Diggs had 13 targets, uh, eight for 153 and a touchdown. He's clearly the guy there. Allen's playing out of his mind. He threw for 400 plus yards and four touchdowns. Uh, the Bills' offense is all of a sudden explosive and not built on all the running backs like I thought they would be all all off season long. Yeah, not they they are a fun offense and you know it's funny cuz like when you were ranking digs you're you're ranking digs the player but you're kind of also ranking allen and i think we both thought you know allen would be a good fantasy quarterback but he can now throw the ball he has touch yeah he looks like he has really off. taken the next step yeah and i think i think someone had asked us you know a a a, a dynasty you know shot in the dark QB and we, we both kind of agreed. We didn't see this coming, but we both kind of agreed Allen, you know, with, with almost like a Lamar light. And yeah. Now, Cause of the floor with the Russian, but yeah. And now he's going to throw it like this. Yeah, too. He's going to throw for 400 yards, you know, and with John Brown, like it's just, it's a, it's a really fun offense. I expect the big things. And uh, I kind of think too, that Zach Moss at some point, you know, I, I think it'll still be a, a split a lot, but might, you know, kind of take over. I, I kind of see that happening eventually, too. I know Singletary had the more productive day, but it just feels like they want Moss involved. They more. Do. Uh, on the Dolphins side of things, Mike Kosicki, I, like, I saw somebody say, I forget who it was on Twitter, so I'm sorry, but um, saw somebody say something to the effect of like, 
Can we just call Mike Kosicki a big wide receiver? Like, don't call him a tight end. Yeah. But 11 targets for eight catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. That's the kind of stuff we were hoping to see when he was coming out of Penn State. Um, the other uh, wide receivers, Preston Williams, Devontae Parker, um, nothing too crazy. Parker did have the touchdown, five catches for 53 yards. The most noteworthy thing to me, aside from the big uh, Gasicki blowup, is Miles Gaskin might actually be a thing. Like He is the most involved running back right now in that backfield. It's a full-blown committee between Howard, Breida, and Gaskin, but Gaskin had seven carries for 46 yards. He averaged 6.6 a carry. He had another seven targets, six catches for 36 yards. Um, he's a guy that I post. I replied to somebody on Twitter in the Dynasty League you and I play in, Joe. I spent a couple bucks on Fab uh, when he was on waivers, and I felt kind of gross doing it because I was like, I don't really want, I don't really want to spend this, but kind of need a running back depth piece, but. Uh, looks like he kind of has a safe floor in PPR, half PPR formats, just with the, the target volume he's getting right now. Yeah, I, I agree. I was actually kind of – I think I had gone back to look to see if he was there. And then, of course, I didn't Of course, didn't get him. But uh, but I'm all in on, on Gaskin. I, 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 like, I like what I'm seeing from running and receiving. It, it is a timeshare, and Jordan Howard will get the goal line and stuff like that. But this is again another team that at some point let's they're gonna let's see what we have. Um, Gusecki looks like this is a full blown breakout. I um, yeah, he looked good. It, I'm kind of torn because I'm kind of ready for Tua time, and I was same. Kinda, I was kind of interested to see if you know what kind of game Fitzpatrick had because I thought maybe we'll get Tua Thursday night, um, and who knows, maybe we still could you know, at some point during the game, it'll be interesting. I do think though, Fitzpatrick kind of helps Gasicki. So it'll, not that too, you know, he's going to just have his, you know, growing pains, but it'll just be interesting to see if that change is made, um, where it goes from there this year with Gasicki. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I'm interested to see because like, even like projecting Devonte Parker and Preston Williams all off season, it's like, all right, well, we know that, yeah. Uh, Fitz will, you know, tend to hyper target some wide receivers, but we have no clue who Tua's guy will be at the pro level. That's the thing, yeah, and you can't really judge that, but you know, just something to something to keep in mind. Yeah, it's impossible to be like, well, this is the kind of guy Tua likes to throw to. Since at Alabama, he had literally one of everything in like the most stacked <laughs> yeah. wide receiver group ever: Judy, yeah. Ruggs, uh, Jalen Waddle, <laughs> Devonta Smith. Like they literally have one of everything. I think we're going to look back on that team one day like that, like Miami team we look back on with Shockey and yeah, Jonathan you know, Vilma and all those guys. Yeah. Uh, Rams Eagles. Uh, not good for your Eagles show. Not no, a good I, look. It's weird because I could do like 30 seconds on this game or like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll start with the Rams. So you could say your piece about the Eagles, but golf was efficient. 20 for 27, three touchdowns, 267 uh, passing yards. Kind of what I was expecting to see him get back to coming into this year. The running back group is kind of a mess still. Uh, this was a, a Daryl Henderson week. Malcolm Brown had 11 carries for 47. Henderson had 12 for 81 and a touchdown. Cam Akers a little banged up. He's got some separated rib cartilage, I think. Um, but passing weapons, Higby, the big uh, Higbeast, 
five catches for three touchdowns, 54 yards. Van Jefferson getting a little more involved, which was interesting to me. Um, 45 yards on four catches. Robert Woods, a quiet week. Uh, Cooper Cup, a pretty standard Cooper Cup week, five for 81. Um, But nothing too uh, noteworthy to write home about. The Eagles, Sanders, uh, Miles Sanders, he got pretty much a a bell cow workload. Um, And those are the positives. (laughs) (laughs) Well, i'll first say that i think the rams are back um yeah i think so too they might have had you know a super bowl hangover but they they really they really look good uh just just the players are one thing but well coached you always you see guys emotion creative things They, they they really look good i will say and higby's great and i like him a lot going forward the Eagles, I'd like to think that you and I, you know, we, we know a decent amount about football and stuff. And I remember looking at the Eagles depth chart this year and the linebackers, I had to say, who are these guys? Like, yeah. They actually stumped me. It's just a position that they do not, they've never really drafted. They've never spent money on It's just a position they don't really believe in. And this is what happens at shows. So while Higby had a phenomenal game, um, if, if you, if you could sell him though, for, you know, him in a, in a package for a top, for a t- one of those top tight ends, it, it might be something to, to look at. I just think he really took advantage of just an absolute brutal Eagles linebacking core. That's fair. Um, yeah. I know Jalen Rager started to get a little more involved. Um, any thoughts on what he looks like as he continues to settle in that offense? He's the one thing that I, I I did like what I saw, you know, only only four catches, you know, about 40 yards. But it wasn't just all the deep ball. Wentz was looking for him a lot underneath. Too. Yeah, I was glad to so, see him involved in those yeah, shorter games. At all. Like the, the game plan, the it was just absolutely atrocious. Uh, not sure what, what the plan was going in. But the game one, they, they sw- swung a deep ball all game. And then this, they just tried to go underneath and – but I did kind of like seeing that, not just like a, a home run hitter. Um, when super concerned about, um, yeah, it's getting a little, a little, uh, a little yeah. tricky. You know, it, you could you could throw in the combo injuries and the line and the coaching, but he just looks like he's regressed. He really does. He's not running so, which is obviously a huge part in fantasy. <laughs> um, and just you know, like I said, you can use all the excuses, but there's simple throws he's just missing. Not sure what it is, kind of worried. You know, there's they spun this whole like Jalen Hurts thing, like, oh no, you you take the best on your board and you can use him in other ways. No, they they see something. They 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 they're not stupid. These yeah. are smart people. They see something. There's a reason Hurts was taken. And you know, this this could be it. There's and I don't want to get too crazy, but there's some local Philadelphia rumblings that, you know, this just isn't Doug's guy and it sounds weird, but you're seeing Kyler Murray and you're seeing, you're seeing Lamar yeah. and that's the new thing. That's the, that's the hot eye. That's the new Ferrari. And, and that's what, that's what, that's what GMs, that's what coaches want. And um, it's just a real interesting take uh, again, though, in dynasty, I wouldn't, and I'm not, you know, it, it, it's, it's two games. I'm just a, uh, you know, really, sour Eagles fan, but <laughs> if, if I know the feeling and Wentz isn't on the Eagles, you know, you could be looking at a team. Like I was kind of running through this head where he would go, but you know, if he were to go with a team like the saints or something like that, I mean, it's just, 
Oh, I've con- I've convinced myself that next offseason, uh, transitioning to the team we're going to talk about next, I've convinced myself that uh, the Steelers are going to trade for Sam Darnold for pennies on the dollar, and he's going to become the next great Steelers quarterback um, and once he's free from the clutches of Adam Gase. It's funny because thinking about that whole thing, and I'm like, well, where, where could Wentz go? And I'm thinking of places that I'm like, you know, and when I thought of this, I'm like, he's going to be the next Drew Brees. It's, <laughs> it's all over. The injuries, let him go. But, um, but yeah, I won't get too crazy on that. Miles Sanders is awesome. Don't worry about a thing. Just stay healthy. Yeah, he looked yeah. good. Not coming off the field, basically. Um, you know, and then hopefully, you know, Zach Ertz, if you think he's he's down, maybe. But, you know, I know Goddard's getting more. But that's just the way they run. They're both going to get targets. They're both going to get their share. So I, I wouldn't worry about either of them. And I and I like I like what I'm seeing from Rager. And I cannot believe they took – JJ over DK Metcalf, but let's end there. We're not going to talk about him this week. We're not going to talk about. We're not going to talk about him this week. We went one for two. We hit on uh, good for the brand for David Montgomery, bad for the brand on JJ Arthago Whiteside. So yeah, we <laughs> we're 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 getting there. Uh, Broncos Steelers, more injuries for the for the Broncos. They already lost Von Miller earlier this season. Drew Locke gets hurt. Uh, Cortland Sutton has a torn ACL. That's a big blow for fantasy. Um, Judy and Fant were both involved. Uh, I would expect them to both stay pretty involved as well as probably an uptick in value for KJ Hamler. Melvin Gordon, I think for the time being, is going to continue to receive uh, like bell cow workload as Philip Lindsay is banged up. Uh, he had 19 carries. Not super efficient, but a strange game with Jeff Jeff Driscoll coming in. Um the Steelers, however, Ben looks kind of back. Um, Benny Snell was a thing for a week before James Conner came back and took that job again. Uh, but Deontay Johnson, 13 targets. He's, Deontay Johnson might be the guy. Yeah. He really I, might be. I really felt like he really fell. It's hard to say he fell like not under the radar. People still do him. People still remembered him, but it was just like, I felt like almost he was people just, I want you, Ben's going to be back. So I want Juju, you know, but then, Oh, there's James Washington. He's a sleeper and watch out for a Chase, Chase Claypool. But people were just like, Oh yeah. And there's Deontay Johnson. He's good. He's good. But he might be, he might be the guy. I'm not comparing him to Antonio Brown, but there's some clips from that game where he's doing some very Antonio Brown like things, just in the way he yeah. gets in and out of breaks and his routes. Looks very, very fast, very elusive. Working the sidelines and stuff. Yeah. And also that Chase Claypool long touchdown, uh, that 84-yard touchdown was a thing of beauty. Like that was just a big man being fast. Just I love that. That is – I hope he stays involved like that because he was somebody um, when we first started the podcast that I touched on as a wide receiver I was really excited about as a later later round rookie guy. but yeah, those are the high points for me for that game. Unfortunately, for the next game, there's more injuries. Uh, Panthers, Bucks, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I know he said he's going to like attack this rehab and try and be back faster than four to six weeks. Just rest up, man. Like, yeah, he, why would they? I yeah, mean, please just too. stay healthy. Like, get healthy and then stay healthy. Yeah. Oh, and uh, but and we're gonna revisit the good for the brand part of the segment. DJ Moore, eat it, haters. 13 targets. 
<laughs> eight catches for 120. The touchdowns are still coming. But <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they're good. They're, he's, it's everything like we said. He's getting exactly the, the volume. It's just the touchdowns, they have to come. I honestly think that these next few weeks with McCaffrey out are going to be huge for him, for all I the pass catchers. So. I think Curtis Samuel gets a bump in value, but I think DJ Moore yeah. only increases in value. And, oh, Robbie Anderson, he looks like a guy that the Jets could use. He only had nine he, he nine, looked, nine catches for another 109 yards. I'm shocked because, I want, I mean, I wanted no shares, and he, he looks great. It's not, even, it's not even the deep ball. It's Yeah, he, they have just committed to keeping him involved, and – uh, yeah, good for him. Um, his Matt Rule obviously believed in him with the history they had from college. But, uh, yeah, I think all the pass catchers, obviously, since McCaffrey is such a dominant passing game weapon when he's on the field, uh, everybody gets a short-term bump up while he's going to rehab this ankle injury. Yeah, they're going to throw it a lot. The, uh, the Buccaneers, now it's Leonard Fournette's backfield, I guess. Um, he had 12 carries for 103 and two touchdowns. Ronald Jones had seven carries for 23 and one touchdown. Um, this team is interesting. Mike Evans became the big target guy again. Obviously, no Chris Godwin, so it'll be interesting to see how that levels out once they're both back on the field. Uh, but Brady, fairly efficient. Um, threw for 217 in the touchdown. He had one pick. Uh, I think this team is still kind of finding their way, but when they all get on the same page – this is a perfect example of like the team that probably could have used more of a regular training camp, more of a regular preseason to get everybody on the same page together. Yeah, they're definitely still trying to figure it out. I do. It does look like it's Fournette's backfield. I believe Jones had a fumble, or it might have been on Brady. However, it was technically scored. But it's funny because I could see next week Jones going for like ten and eighty. It's it might just be one of those backfields. Um, yeah. It's just going to be, I think, a little tricky to predict on most weeks. Yeah, I, I think that's what it's going to be. They'll be fine. Godwin will be back. He'll be Godwin Evans. I was a little disappointed, and not that it's a huge deal, but if you, if you, because Godwin was out, if anybody grabs Scotty Miller, but yeah, um, I thought he'd get a little bit more action. But again, they're, they're, they're just, you know, they're figuring it out, squeak by. They'll be fine. Moving on to the, uh, oh, I almost said the wrong name. The, the football team, moving on to the football team and the Cardinals. Um, for the football team, I'm never going to get used to that. Why couldn't they just come up with a name, man? Uh, Antonio Gibson starting to come to life. 13, uh, 13 rushes, 55 yards and a touchdown. Terry McLaurin, big game, seven catches for 125 and a touchdown. Uh, Haskins looked okay, not great, um, but your boy Steven Sims. A little involved, three catches for fifty-three. Um, that's kind of the high notes, I guess, for for Washington. The Cardinals just look—they look explosive. I really, really love to watch that offense. Kyler Murray is a freak. Um, had the two more touchdowns on the ground, one passing touchdown. DeAndre Hopkins still a monster. Uh, Kenyon Drake. Honestly, I was so down on Kenyon Drake because I didn't think he was going to – and he hasn't had like a huge, huge blow-up game through these first two weeks, but I also didn't expect him to have many games where he had 20 carries. Um, so I, his value in the short term, at least, I don't know what past this season holds, um, but I, I've really warmed up on Kenyon Drake. He's somebody that I'm interested to see where the rest of this season takes him. It's really strange because I was thinking that like 20 carries, 86 yards, and I was kind of – in a weird way, I almost think that's better than if he went for like 
eight and 50 and a touchdown. Like I, because yeah, they're at least committed. Yeah. It's kind of like, like this is the, you know, that we talk about the touchdown regression and stuff like that. Like touchdowns will come, but if he's just going to get that volume and it looks like, of course, this is an offense that can score and they're going to build leads and, you know, the receiving core looks great. Andy is a even chipped in. Yeah. You know? It's just uh, it, it, they just look a lot of fun. They almost kind of look like you know, kind of like the Ravens last year. Um, just that exciting, you know, it, it, them and the Ravens. Like they're, I don't know, the Rams do it too. Their receivers are always open, it, whether it's motion or the way they run their routes or teach their routes. They always have guys open. Yeah, and you know, I hate to take it back to him, but I saw this terrible quote from Adam Gase post game <laughs> where they asked him like, "Oh, there was no pre snap motion," you know. Uh, Kyle Shanahan uses so much of it. You know, what's the difference? And he said something stupid like, oh, him and I are just built different. Yeah, he's built at coaching good offenses, and you're yeah. built at coaching basement dwellers. Like, what are you uh, doing, dude? Yeah, it's just – but Cardinal, Cardinals are great. If Real quick, if Gibson is great, just, you know, can McKissick and Peyton Barber just go away? Just just feed this to please, Gibson. Please, please. Yeah, I, ne- I it, never need to see another Peyton Barber carry. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's done. Just yeah, just give some, make him the guy, and let's just go forward. Chiefs Chargers. Um, I the Chiefs are just. We don't need to spend too much time on any one of these guys because Tyreek is great, Kelsey's great, um, Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes, Edwards Alaire, you know, more held in check a little more on the ground, um, only three point eight yards per carry, but. Uh, kind of different from week one. We did see him targeted in the passing game, eight targets, six catches for 32 yards, kind of helped, sorry, kind of helped keep his value afloat. Like we expected, I think uh, earlier on in the off season, but the chargers, uh, the chargers, Justin Herbert looked way better than I expected. Almost beat the Kansas city chiefs. And then Anthony Lynn did his best Adam Gase impression and said, Tyrod's our guy if he's healthy. Um, <laughs> but most interesting to me, aside from, um, you know, Hunter Henry was involved, obviously Keenan Allen, you know, seven catches for 96 yards. Uh, Joshua Kelly is a thing like not super efficient, but they trust this rookie running back. Um, he had 23 rushing attempts, only had 64 yards, but Josh Kelly is somebody that if you were able to grab him late in rookie drafts, um, you've got some value on your hands now because I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he has, you know, the the old Melvin Gordon role locked up in that backfield. Yeah, he he looks great. I mean, he could be one of those, you know, you you, you didn't think, you know, you thought you were waiting on him, and he could end up being later on a league winner for you. And and I still love Eckler, and I was glad to see it get a few more catches. But um, this is, you know, if anything were to happen to Eckler, I mean, you're looking at a stow and rb1 oh yeah uh, and he, even without even with him there he's you know more than startable and he, you might have got yourself a steal because he he looks he's checking all the boxes and looks great moving on to uh ravens texans the ravens still great the texans still coached by bill o'brien yeah. uh, a pretty it's weird you know for a team that scored 33 points you look across the board and it's like oh it's a pretty modest offensive day uh, Gus Edwards had 10 carries for 73 yards. Mark Ingram, nine for 55 and a touchdown. Lamar Jackson, 16 carries for 54 yards. JK Dobbins, only the two carries did have 48 yards. And we're going to have some weeks like this where the, um, the running back group or the carries are just difficult to predict. 
um, long-term moving forward. This is JK's backfield next year, I believe, but um, there's going to be some weeks like this in the interim. Uh, good to see Hollywood Brown still leading the pass catchers and targets, six targets, but you know, pretty low volume passing day. The Texans poor Deshaun Watson is just running for his life. Um, hopefully someday they can commit to putting a real offensive line in front of him. Uh, but Brandon cooks did kind of come back to life a little bit, had the eight targets, uh, five catches for 95 yards, a pretty like nondescript, like not talked about five for 95, uh, from Brandon cooks. But, uh, I think I'm, I'm still, I'm still in on Watson. I'm not too worried. I think his talent is elite and, uh, eventually some of these other pass catchers will round out, um, and kind of perform, but the offensive line is concerning. And hopefully at some point, uh, whether it's Bill O'Brien or whoever his inevitable replacement is, eventually we'll put a real offensive line, a real offensive line in front of their very young, very rich quarterback. Yeah. I'm, it's funny. I'm not worried about Watson at all, at all the player. I'm just worried about the offense and Bill O'Brien. Yeah. hundred percent. A real shame. It feels like they're almost wasting him. I mean, you, you, you look, I mean, clearly Hopkins wasn't done, so I don't know what they were thinking. You give him away. David Johnson's fine, but I'm sure you could have called the Jaguars and gave him a seventh-round pick for Fournette if you really wanted to run it back. But yeah, right. It's just, you know, you could have – I don't know. It's just – it's just just help the guy out, you know, put the, keep the weapons around him, put more weapons around him, get him, you know, the line that he needs. It's it just it's, – it's almost kind of sad because I love, I love the player. It just seems like he's almost kind of being wasted. But hopefully after this year, uh, if they have a down year, the, the change is made at coach and somebody yeah. kind of knows what they're kind of doing. Um, but and, and to touch on the the Ravens are still, yeah, the Ravens are great. What a they're, great – they're just a great team to watch. Yeah, they, they really are a lot of fun. Like I was saying before, another one of those teams, just receivers are always open. They can run the ball. They can do it all. Yep. Pat Seahawks, uh, this was a fun one to watch. Um, yeah. Cam Newton, he looked like MVP Cam, um, 30 for 44 for 397, uh, a touchdown and a pick, 11 carries, 47 yards, two more rushing touchdowns. Uh, Some passing work for uh, Nikhil Harry, 12 targets, 8 for 72. Um, Nikhil Harry is somebody that I'm interested in acquiring. That's probably going to get more pricey or the current uh, manager that's rostering him now might be less inclined to trade him. But Nikhil Harry is going to be involved in this offense. It looks like he's taking a step. Likewise, uh, Edelman had his, I think, biggest passing yard or biggest receiving yardage day of his career, 179 yards receiving. Go sell Julian Edelman for whatever you could get. I yeah. This is probably the biggest blow-up chance you're going to get anytime soon, I think. He's going to be have some production this year for sure, but he's not getting any younger. I'm selling Julian Edelman uh, at any opportunity. And... The Seahawks, I mean, Russell Wilson completes 75% of his passes, five touchdowns, almost 300 yards. Um, the running game, you know, Chris Carson, 4.2 a carry, Carlos Hyde, 4.4 a carry, DK Metcalf, just looking like a grown man against Stephon Gilmore. Like, that's the, that's the best corner in football. And yeah. DK Metcalf is just out here looking like a, the total package at wide receiver, not even just a guy that can run a go route. Like, he looked like a freak out there. Yeah, he he's unbelievable. It's it's so hard for me as a uh, I, I hate bringing it up, but as an <laughs> Eagles fan, I'll never get over it. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. I know it's crazy that the the, the league 
overthought him so much that it, it was did. like, oh well, uh, he's a one uh, he's a one trick pony. I hate that. Yeah, he's a one trick pony. Yeah, but his one trick is awesome. Like yeah. just let him do the one trick and then teach him more tricks. Yeah, the the one thing I do, um, I like from this game, and this is from somebody who was trying all off season to sell Chris Carson. Um, I'm kind of back on board. I kind of think that they, you know, that I, I kind of just think he's their guy unless, you know, he gets hurt, which is very likely, you know, he fumbles again, very likely, but I like what I'm seeing him all of a sudden out of the, in the passing game too. Um, I, I do like his involvement in the passing but, um, game. Yeah. not. Oh, did I lose you? Oh no, I no, got they you. Are. Yeah, you I got me? you. Sorry. Yeah. All right, no problem. But yeah, um, Carson, I like his involvement in the passing game. I don't know. I still feel like I feel like eventually they're just like looking for a reason to move on from him. Like I feel like it's gonna take like that one yeah. ugly game, and then they're like, "Oh, psych! Remember when we drafted DJ Dallas and we signed Carlos Hyde?" But for the time yeah. being, I mean, they're still committed to him for sure for now. And, yeah, I, I, I do. I, I do agree with that. It's just, it's an interesting, I think it's one of those things. If it goes perfect, you're, you're probably looking at like, you know, a top running back, but yeah, it's just, if one thing happens, then see ya. And we'll wrap it up with a pretty exciting Monday night football game. I don't know if anybody expected Raiders saints to be like a, you know, this good of a game, but yeah, it, a lot of fun. Yeah. A fun game. Uh, obviously no Michael Thomas, uh, the, Saints offense, for the most part, ran through Alvin Kamara. Uh, 13 rushes, two touchdowns, 79 yards on the ground, nine targets, nine catches for another 95 yards receiving. Uh, that's Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I mean, that's it was nice to see him get those touchdowns on the ground. Uh, that's what we were missing last year, so good to see him get back to that. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders was not involved like anybody expected him to be. Uh, Traquan Smith, who was somebody that I had some, you know, I liked him a, a decent amount you know, a few years back. Um, mm-hmm. got involved seven targets five catches for 86 so it'll be interesting to me to see if he can remain involved uh, once Michael Thomas is back the Raiders it was Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller that's pretty much yeah. it I mean Jacobs it, I said it um, when I was talking to Pete but it is like Josh Jacobs is such a Gruden like he's, he just feels like such a Gruden player like he's just totally yeah. content to yeah I'm just gonna hand this guy the ball 30 times a game 25 to 30 times a game and that's it. We're going to run you over. And like, yeah, I mean, they were just grinding out the clock at the end of that game. Darren Waller, 16 targets, 12 catches, 103 yards and a touchdown. I will say that my man, Brian Edwards needs to get a little more involved here. He's got, he only had two targets, made the best out of them, caught both for 42 yards. Uh, I would love to see Carr give him some more contested catch opportunities. Henry Ruggs was running wide open on some plays like, wide wide open and i know had you know the big pass interference penalty that he drew towards the end of the game to help seal things up um but Carr, i think just is a little gun shy on some of those throws he had the overthrow on rugs early uh combined with some other plays where he was just cooking people out there um taking people's lunch money and just running wide open so hopefully uh hopefully Carr can settle down and get rugs a little bit more involved but uh, Darren Waller is locked in as an elite tight end. Josh Jacobs is locked in as an elite running back in dynasty. And honestly, you could do worse than, uh, you know, the playable quarterback option that Derek Carr is right now. 
Yeah, there. I actually car car really impressed me. I was actually kind of high on um, Mariota coming yeah. in because I thought at some point he'd take that job over, and I loved the offense around him. Um, but he looked good. Jacobs is an absolute stud, like you said, classic Gruden guy. It does kind of the receivers kind of scare me a little bit, um, just because it seems like Derek Carr is such a tight end, tight end, tight end guy, and you know Gruden's a run the ball guy. I don't know how much you know deep plays will be in this offense. I think the good news is, if any, it should be to you know Rugs and those guys. But the the receivers are a little, I a little nervous. Long term, I'm not worried. Um, in yeah, I think that eventually this year, Brian Edwards will get more involved in some of that like intermediate stuff where Waller is feasting on people right now. Yeah. Um, Rugs, I've said for the past couple of months, I think Rugs at least this year is going to provide a lot more value in terms of real life football than he will in consistent fantasy output i think he's going to be a stud eventually but i just think you're going to have some growing pains this year um in terms of you know being able to predict when the big blow-ups are coming yeah yeah and one thing about waller's amazing i will say though michael malcolm jenkins jenkins looks cooked yeah um it's like he looked like he got old really fast um with that said though waller 16 targets who cares i mean that's crazy 16 targets and he he looked he's like sometimes you forget and then you see him running routes out there and you're like, oh yeah, Darren Waller is a fast man. Like he is a beast out there. Yeah, he is. And, and cars looking his way like every time. So it's just, you know, it, with the, with the volume, I mean, you'll just, he's going to do something with it. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Definitely chemistry there. Well, that wraps up week two. Uh, let's cross our fingers for next to no injuries or no injuries at all in week three. Um, yeah. Yeah, everybody stay healthy, um, you know, and and I saw some people posting weird stuff on Twitter. Like, there's some weird guy out there that I guess has a bunch of followers, pretty much like victory lapping that Christian McCaffrey got hurt. It's lame. Don't celebrate players getting hurt. That's uh, I stupid. That. Yeah, you want, you want your – listen, you know, you're a fan of teams. You have them on your team. You don't, but you, you want the, – the stars are good for the game. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes it fun. Football's fun when we get to see the best players and we don't want anybody's livelihoods threatened. Yeah. Don't be that. But uh, yeah, Joey, I appreciate you joining me and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. I thank you very much, my friend. Thanks for having me. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Later. See ya. Thanks again to Joey for joining me to recap all of week two. Appreciate all the support on the show as always. Good luck to everybody in week three. Hopefully the entire NFL stays far more healthy than they did in week two. And we will be back with our normal Friday show as well. uh, And then back to the recap next week. So appreciate all the support. We'll talk to you guys on Friday. Thank you.